So, Berto, I thought we would respond to some patron emails. What do you say? That sounds like a wunderbar idea. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I am a therapist, and I am also a professor, and I'm also a podcaster. My name is Umberto Castaneda, and you know those little lines that divide roads? Like, you know, there's two lanes, and you see the little lines in the uh-huh. middle? Uh-huh. Um, I evaluate the accuracy of those lines. Do you get paid to do that? It's more of a hobby right now, okay. but I'm hoping to uh, make it into a career. All right. Well, you got to have your dreams, and I encourage you to chase those dreams. All right. This first email is from patron Aiden. Aiden writes, I've deleted friends and pages from my social media on either end of the political spectrum. Ah. Do you think it's bad or good to remove people from social media that you disagree with politically or view-wise? Is it good for me, or am I just creating an echo chamber? Berto, what do you think? Echo, echo, echo. Uh, Yeah, this is a tough one. I think a lot of us are dealing with this situation lately, Uh, maybe as the uh, giver or the receiver or both. And I I think to uh, take a page out of your book, out of your yearbook, yearbook, uh, I would say that it might be healthier to not have uh, something that is making you stressed so uh, constantly. And so you can choose how to maybe remove that stress. You could either maybe just not frequent the site yourself or you could remove someone if just you don't want to see those kinds of posts. Now, as to the, the question of like, is that put you in, in, in an echo chamber? Well, it sort of does, but it's an echo chamber of less stress. So it's like a choice you got to make. <laughs> but what if someone said, that's just putting your head in the sand, and, and if the truth is stressful, uh, shouldn't you at least know about it and respond to it? What would you say? Uh, you know, I grew up uh, in, in a time where Colombia was in, under a lot of strife, a lot of strife. If you watch Narcos, this is the time when Escobar was basically have, had the country by the jugular, and it was juggling the jugular of the juggly country and uh, you know the evening news was traumatizing on a daily basis so i watched my father for example watch the news and yell at the tv and yell at the presenters and yell and just get so angry so was it healthy for him to be informed about everything that was happening uh he wasn't doing anything about it other than yelling and getting angry now, maybe if this had been a rallying cry for him to go join a movement or be, try to run for office or do something, maybe that would have been a good trigger. But then I, I have a feeling that if he had been involved in something like that, he probably would have had a lot less time to sit there watching the TV and yelling at the TV. So, I, I mean, I had the same situation happen to me when, um, you know, like, for example, I got really addicted to the OJ trial, and I would remember being so angry. How can they not see the obvious? And I remember being super addicted to news when 9-11 happened, and I remember just sitting there looking at the news and, oh, so angry. So with all those hours and all that time, did that benefit your society at all? No. Yeah. It didn't. Right. So the question, really, I think everyone should be asking that no one is asking that I that I am aware of is – how can I contribute to society? Right. And what the marketers want you to believe, what the advertisers want you to believe, what CNN wants you to believe, what Facebook news feeds want you to believe is that by paying attention to those things, you are contributing to society. Like or dislike. Right. 
I'm newsflash. You're not contributing to society by watching CNN. Right. It's not. It's not. You're you're informed about what CNN is trying to pump into your head. That sells advertising, and you're also being sold advertising, by the way. Right. And you're being sold a product. You're being. They're trying to sell you on watching a, a channel or a show. And I, I will even go further in in one regard, which is that let's pretend for a second there was a channel that was fully for nonprofit, right? And it was really for nonprofit. Yeah. And there probably are and no one watches it. Right. But and let's say that this channel all it did was show you tragic events happening from around the world. Well, okay. Okay. All right. But that's but to me you've already defined it as the CNN of the world. Well, I'm I'm just saying but they're just not trying to sell there's no ads. They don't make money. But you understand just, like what they ch- choose to air is, you know, if it's just tragedies and disasters around the world, then they've already narrowed the field of focus to an extremely... Right, right. and what I'm getting at is I still don't think that would be healthy for you, even though there's no advertising. Absolutely. That's my point. Well, but you've basically just created a nonprofit no, that no, no, no. follows no, but, the CNN model. No, but no, but there's a reason for bringing this example up, and because, because someone could say, but don't you, don't you need the news? Right. Well, so let so let me answer that question. It's just like, what is the news actually? So, so again, what the marketers would like you to believe, or even the nonprofits would like you to believe, it's not like not. I'm a president of a nonprofit. We think about marketing. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're we're not. I'm. I don't get paid any money for being on the board of this of this, and I never will. But we absolutely are trying to get people to pay attention to us. Uh, by the way, it's called Game to Grow, and it uses uh, tabletop gaming for helping communities and people to better their social skills and their lives. This is making me stressed. Yeah. But anyway, um, the uh, notion that paying attention to what marketers are trying to shove down your throats that they call news contributes to society is 100% false. Now, should you be aware of some things? Yes. But in, in, in as much as it helps you to contribute to society. Now, what some people will say is, well, my voting helps me contribute to society, and I would say absolutely. But the idea that marketers are the best people to give you information that will help you vote is ridiculous. And what creates our political system, and really our political system for decades, perhaps centuries, has been, you know, it's not like people are stupid today. People have been uh, wrapped up in news and sensationalism since the beginning of our political system. So it's... Well, it's- I, way before. Like, I, I mean, this is part of why I'm trying to remove the marketers from the equation, because, like, the... The idea of why the marketers are putting the kind of things they put on is is not their preference. It's what sells. Exactly. A hundred percent. And the reason it sells is because, unfortunately, we humans have a fascination with certain kinds of things. Right. Not when, with what's pertinent. Right. So if I'm sitting there and I turn on the channel and it says, you know, and there's some guy talking in a monotone voice about how, hey, um, so the latest street repairs might cost us 50% more than last quarter. And then it was like, ah. And then I flip the channel and it's like, 20 dead. More news tonight at 11. That my human goes, oh, oh my God, dead! I could die. I, I don't want to die. What's happening? Exactly. Right. Right. So I would say this is me that we all have a moral responsibility to contribute to society in, in whatever way that is reasonable and possible given our lives. If you're going through cancer treatment, you're off the hook. That kind of thing. You're raising ten kids, you're off the hook. But 
if you have extra time and space, I think we all have a moral responsibility to contribute somehow, particularly for privileged people like you and me. Imagine if um, you turn on the evening news, right? Not that I, I don't think I've watched that quote evening news in like 20 years. But let's say you turn on the evening news, right? And it's actually, all right, tonight uh, we're going to be looking at the latest percentages of the most effective educational techniques as reviewed in the latest uh, uh, academic academic papers. And we're going to be talking to some experts about the pros and cons of each approach right. and seeing which voting we should, uh, you know, to try to inform you for the next vote coming up on the... Can you imagine? <laughs> I have fantasies about that, Bruno. I have fantasies about that at night. Like when I when I when I fantasize about things, that's what I think about. I think about like essentially becoming a dictator and saying like no no more media, no more anything. I will now pump into people's homes. Or or my hopes is, is that this is what Obama's Netflix show will be. Oh, there's a Netflix show? Or Obama is in talks about doing some kind of show, and I oh, think really? it's with Netflix. And my hope is is that it will be this. They, there will be many documentaries, because he's a level-headed guy. No, dude. It's going to be funded by Soros, and it's going to be trying to get us all to eat soy products and become uh, feminazis. Women, women, yeah. And that my hope, is, or whatever the case is, is that because even the so-called popular, I don't know, helpful shows like John Oliver and stuff, it's still entertainment yeah. and it still is sensational. That's why I, I stopped watching The Daily Show uh, when we were dealing with Iraq and, and Bush because I got this sad realization. I was like, wait a minute. This is just a release valve, but this this, this doesn't really help yeah, me. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's funny. It's always yeah. fun to make fun of people, yeah. but it's essentially just... I've talked about this before, essentially yeah. just furthers the divide because every day or every week you have writers who are scrounging for something to make fun of Republicans for, you know? And it's like, so sometimes I think it's legit and sometimes yeah. I'm like, um, I don't think you're really giving it a fair shot here, you know? Yep. Anyway, so now, so we all have a moral responsibility to contribute if you have the capacity for that. And for some of us, that means staying up to date on politics. Someone has to pay attention, right? right. And so, so for some of us, that's what it means. For some of us, it means being up to date enough that we can vote with some information. And what that can mean is you do not pay attention to any media that you seek out information like the voters pamphlet, for example. Yeah. The voters pamphlet that we get, I don't, I don't know if other states get it, but we get it. Right. Has a pretty good has a lot of information. And then sometimes there's websites yep. in, in the, you know, the candidate will list the website, I'll go to the website and the it's like the minimum necessary given that we get to vote on these big issues. It's like that's the minimum necessary for us to know what the hell we're voting on. Well, and sometimes it's the best information. You know, right. it's like it, does, it doesn't have all the rig. Now, sometimes I want to go to The Stranger or The Seattle Times or yeah. whatever to, to find out some commentary on it. But at the same time, right. it's like I, a lot of times it's pretty easy for me to figure out. Anyway, does it mean contributing to society? Does it mean volunteering for big sisters, big brothers? Does it mean fighting for a cause? Does it mean seeking out other voices, like trying to understand Republicans, trying to understand Muslims, right. trying to understand other people of other races or creeds that you don't understand. Does it mean speaking out at a rally? Does it mean going to a rally? Does it mean reaching out to marginalized groups? Does it, does it mean merely loving your neighbor? Is that your way of contributing to society? You know, then that's the way it, that it is. 
And the idea that marketers and society and Facebook and the internet has connected staying up to date on Trump tweets equals contributing to society, I think, is the biggest heist that the media has ever done to us. Yeah, but like you were saying, I mean, this is um, this has been building for forever and certainly escalating in the last few decades. And, uh, and, and actually, everyone is in the middle of it. Part of the problem is that it's not like two individuals we can point to. It's like, you guys, stop it. No. Right? It's, it's everyone. All of us. Everyone's in the middle of it. Everyone. Yes. I step out and I try to talk about a level-headed, uh, critical eye on Democrats and Republicans, and everyone hates me. Well, that, that's reasonable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and all I'm trying to do is just like, you know what? Propaganda is being slung in all different directions, and I'm not going to buy any of the fucking hype. And I'm looking at everyone critically, and everyone should be doing that. And I'm, and then instantly I'm labeled as something or, you know. Anyway, now, if you want to stay up to date on politics, on how to vote and what's happening in the world and this kind of stuff, there are sources that are, to some extent, could be considered more neutral, more nuanced, provide more level-headed commentary. That's the part that I think I react sometimes when you try to – and I don't think this is your intention, but if if and when it sounds like you're trying to say that nothing nothing or anything could be true and it's all 50-50, everything is a lie. Never said that. Right, but sometimes it can feel that way if, if we're saying, well, we can't trust anything the Democrats say. We can't trust anything the Republicans say. I might as well not trust anything. That's but the never, truth is that there's never. many sources that you could try to trust. Absolutely. Yeah. And the average person, like, I don't know, literally everyone I talk to, when they talk with me about politics, I hear the propaganda coming out of their mouth, whether it's on the right or the left. And I, and I instantly, and I, I've tried to engage in conversations with, with people on the left and on the right regarding, you know, it's not like it's 50-50. It's not like left and right. It's, it's, you know, I see a vast sea or say a vast whiteboard of space of things we could pay, be paying attention to. The left and the right, you know, Republicans and Democrats, are paying attention to a tiny little sliver of the corner of the whiteboard. There's this whole other side to things that Democrats and Republicans are, aren't paying attention to. Both of them aren't paying attention to them. And aren't, you know, and, and so th this idea that somehow the things that propaganda of Republicans and Democrats somehow encompasses reality and you just have to look to one team or the other to find out what how you want to see the world is ridiculous there are things that both of them aren't paying attention to at all i mean the banking system the financial system uh poor people uh, people in other countries that are dying from simple things democrats and republicans both of them couldn't give a shit about that well but even what you're saying there is you're making a blanket statement as if there is such a thing as quote, Democrats, and quote, Republicans, right? But there's a wide range of, of opinions as a group, within there. As a group and a, as a uh, government of our government and as a – because it's not like during Obama's administration, sudden, somehow all of our problems went away. Yeah, but like, look, there's many of us that voted for Obama the first time that were quite upset by many things that were happening during his administration – but never felt the the country was sort of 
being flushed. <laughs> and then yet there were people on the other side that did feel that way. But their reason for feeling that way was based on commentary of the likes of they smell like sulfur. They might, in fact, be the Antichrist. Well, you're they talking are, about the uh, not born in this yeah, country. Yeah, absolutely. That, right? that's, that's a ridiculous thing. But, right. but there are people on, you know, anyway, my point is, I, I don't think we're disagreeing. I, yeah. I, I think my point is, is that there, there are sources and there is, there is things to be paying attention to. And I'm here to tell you that there are people paying attention to it and there are people writing about it, but it's not interesting enough for, and it has nothing to do with Trump. And so no one pays attention to it these days. Anyway, so let's go on. Uh, you have any gripes or wrath, Bruno? I do. Um, one second. Let me check my gripe folder. You have um, a gripe folder? I have a gripe folder. Okay. So one of them is, I don't know if I used this one before, but okay. So someone says, hey, I went to a McDonald's the other day. They are selling fewer nuggets anymore. Sorry, what? I went to McDonald's the other day. This is a friend of yours? Well, yeah, but the statement itself is is irrelevant, but it's like this. It's something along the lines of, I went to the store, and, you know, they're selling fewer nuggets anymore, or they're selling fewer uh, RCA cables anymore, or there's they're, they're selling fewer diesel cars anymore. How does that statement sound to you? Uh, I don't understand the question. Well, does it, it sound like, like a normal statement, like a fine statement? Yeah. Okay, so to me, when I hear that, I want to rip my eyes out. Why? Probably my ears. Well, because I the way I grew up learning English, it would be they, you know, they are selling fewer nuggets nowadays or they are no longer selling as many nuggets. Or if you want to use the word anymore, you would say something like, "You know what? They're not selling nuggets anymore." But you wouldn't say they are selling fewer nuggets anymore. Oh, yeah. Right? That is weird. But it turns out it's a regional weirdness. Is that a Seattle thing? No, no. It's, it's not a Seattle thing. There's some Midwest areas oh. that use anymore in this bizarre freaking way. Well, it's sort of a double negative. It, it's, it's a double negative turned into a positive. Like, anymore, yes, because anymore means we've stopped. Yeah. Right? Like, and they're so not they, selling They any, mean it like they're, they're not selling, selling as many nuggets anymore. So yeah. I have a friend of mine that was my roommate that would always say this, not the nuggets thing, but he would, any, any kind of expression like this, he would always tack on any more. Do you want to say the name? <laughs> I'm not going to say it was Dean. <laughs> I wouldn't say that in the public podcast. Is he from the Midwest? I don't know. but He, he looks like it. From, but right. it was always driving me nuts. And then I looked it up recently. I'm playing fewer work, World of Warcraft anymore. Yeah, exactly. And then I looked it up recently and I, and I realized that it actually isn't just one or two people. There's a phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there are several dialects in, within English and even in the United States. And when you hear people say certain things, it's going to bug you. You know? Yeah, people are talking uh, correctly less anymore. Yeah, well, it, well, you, you know, it's not it's not a matter of correct or incorrect. It, it's a matter of uh, Bertok. Can I make a word up that's like correct, but it's Bertorect, and it's it's Bertorect if I think it's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, my gripe has to do with Skype. I, you know, Skype came on the scene what fifteen years ago or something. 20 years ago. I don't right, know, a long time ago. Whenever it was. It was the first major online voice yeah. phone service that became like ubiquitous. It was like, it was the one place anyone went. And you could video chat. Yeah, and, th and then, then they started adding video yeah. chat. And then, it, you know, it just became like the go-to uh, video conferencing. It changed my life with my relatives in Colombia. Right. 
And yeah, people, you could video chat yeah. with, for free with right. anyone in the world. And it was this wonderful thing. And I remember that it being fairly easy to use, yeah. or, or at least easy enough that I, I don't remember being frustrated with it back right. in the day. Right. And I am, I know computers, I know software, I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm one of those people that people come to when they need, right. when they need help. Troubleshooting. When they need help. You know, when I really need help, I go to you. <laughs> Although you probably just you probably don't know necessarily more about software, but you know more about hardware. But today you don't really need help with hardware anymore. Yeah. I bet you know ten years ago, if someone had a problem with their video card, like yeah, you would you would step in. Today hardware is yeah. pretty stable. And actually, I know way less about hardware these days. <laughs> oh, okay, but anyway, so so Skype more recently has been driving me crazy. Yeah. I no try to. I'm just trying to interface with the user interface. I'm trying to figure out where to make a call or how do I um, – someone will be trying to call me and I'll try to make it so – I don't – I just – the past – so the only time I use Skype is for either recording podcast. It's very rare. Right. So it's not like I'm super familiar with the interface. But again – Ten years ago, I wasn't. You shouldn't have to be. Right? I wasn't. It's. It should be a simple process. Yeah. Or, and and it's not like it's a small organization like Craigslist. You know, Skype is a massive organization that was bought by Microsoft. Yep. And from what I can tell, Microsoft wanted to change it into like a social media platform. Oh my God, man! So I cannot empathize enough with you because, uh, as I was saying, when Skype first came out. Actually, not when it first came out, when it, when it added video. <clears throat> this really changed my life because think about me being able to see most of my family only every few years for a couple weeks, right? And I mean, when I say most of my family, I don't mean like my distant relatives. I mean my father, my grandparents, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, my best friends growing up, all these people. I'd be like, hey, I'm here. I know it's been four years. Uh, how long are you here? Well, two weeks. Uh, nice to see you. Bye. That was it, right? And all of a sudden, this thing comes out, and I can talk with my grandparents and my father. And your grandparents can <laughs> figure out how to use it Yes, because it's not too hard. Yes. I mean, to be fair, what I first did is I, I bought my, my uh, grandma a computer. I, I, I downloaded Skype. I got it up, and it was fine. Well, certain – I won't name names, but it was acquired – by certain companies. By Microsoft. I don't know who it is, but whatever. How long ago was that? It was, coincidentally, I'm sure it has nothing to do with this, but right around the time in like, oh, uh, I think it was 09 or something, where my life became a living hell with Skype. Because you know what happened is I went from, we would call, hey, how's it going? One day, I'm like, hi, hey, grandma. Wait, I can't see you. Oh, what do I do? I'm like, well, you do you see the little video button there? There's like a little rectangle with like a little triangle, like the video button. No, I don't see that. I'm like, but it's right there at the top. Do you see it? No, no, I don't see that. Well, it turns out that the UI was not the same because they would roll out different updates and they would change the UI all over the place. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. And so we would spend forever. It, it was so bad that there were times where I'd be like, well, I'll call my cousin and see if he can come over and figure it out. And we would go without talking for weeks. It is such a simple thing. You have three. Oh you have God. three functions. Three. You could say four. You have 
video, you have audio, and you have your contact list, yeah. and you could add a fourth with a, a which little is, message, like which shoot is, a little message, which is messaging. And really, you don't need the fucking yeah. messaging. You don't need that. You know what I mean? Like people can email each other. They don't need Skype. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, you got video, you've got yeah, audio, to do. <laughs> and you've got your contact list. That's all you need. Right. And they somehow, Microsoft gets their hands on it, and they completely F it up. And the only thing I can think of is that the Microsoft bureaucracy and the, and the idiots in, you know, you, you give this to a smart whippersnapper, 25-year-old person, they would be able to say, hey, don't touch it. Keep it simple. Don't, yeah. you know, peop, what, what do people want from this? But you give it to the, the, the machine and they're like, well, I've got to like prove my worth this year. Mm. I, I'm on the Skype team. And so I've got to come up with something new. New stuff. Something creative. New interface. Change the look. Yeah. I'm rolling out this new thing. You know, we, you know, I can just imagine the Microsoft uh, developers, you know, giving a speech to a, some completely out of touch vice president <laughs> of some kind. And they're just, you know, being in Seattle, I know the culture, right? Well, it gets worse because then the vice president might say, well, I maybe, but what if you added all these other ideas that I just threw at you? Right. So the conversation <laughs> is stupid, right? But the developer and the vice president are talking. They're like, okay, look. Skype is the video audio platform of the world. And what if we could also change it into something fun? Listen, Vice President Keanu, I got to stop you right there. <laughs> what if what if we could change it into something fun and we could add, you know, uh we we could, you know, not just when you call your grandma in Colombia, but when you wake up in the morning, at, like with Snapchat, Snapchat <laughs> is the you know most growingest app, and we're just throwing money away. Think of all the ads we could sell right. if we had people who would wake up and instead of Snapchat, they Skype uh, little emojis back and forth, <laughs> and then they and then so so then they try to change it into us. That's what it seems like they were trying to make it into, mm -hmm. and in the process, they. You know, update the UI, which why I I never understand it. It's like Facebook kind of stopped doing this more recently, but it's like why you know <laughs> you, you didn't add anything. You know what I mean? Like oh, anyway. So so I could. That's what it seems like. And now when I go to Skype, it's basically unusable. It's sort of imagine if um, you buy a book, right? And you're reading the book and you're enjoying it. There's some a couple little nitpicks a couple characters you don't care as much about but overall you're enjoying the book you're telling people about it you're halfway through the book and all of a sudden like in the middle of reading a page the words change and you're like wait what, what just happened and you're like okay I'll, I'll just go back a little bit maybe i was falling asleep yeah wait that's not the chapter i was in and they fucking rearrange everything, yeah. change character names move plot around right and you're like what the fuck happened well the thing to me is like like a car for example they don't suddenly decide we're going to put the stereo <laughs> in the ceiling yeah. or we're going to put the steering wheel. That's so 1901. <laughs> I'm going to put the gas pedal on the left. You know what I mean? Like, they, well, yeah, they, you know, because what about lefties? Like, we're not being inclusive. <laughs> yeah. Like, or wouldn't it be fun if we did? It's like, just no, stop it. <laughs> like, everything should look the same. <laughs> well, see, because it's funny. Some innovations 
you could see the the line and you could say, well, that that made logical sense. For example, when you went from everything has to be a manual shift with an extra pedal to, well, what if we automated some of that for the user? And so, um, sure, it might be a little less fun for sporty people, but honestly, grandma will have an easier time and almost everyone learning will have an easier time if we just make a thing. You don't have to press an extra pedal and you just have a couple settings, forward, back. Okay, that sounds like a good improvement, right? Well, <laughs> well, and what to use that analogy, there were probably several iterations or versions of automatic transition that came right. out around that time, right. and the one that evolved out of that was uh, the best. Was the best one, yeah. and likewise, I'm fucking dumping Skype and I'm going to Zoom. There you go. <laughs> Even though Zoom costs me money, it's like Zoom is a far better product. It works every single time. This isn't an ad for Zoom, <laughs> but it, it like it has everything you want. Like for example, with Skype, I would record my conversations with people for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I had to I had to buy another uh, software package to do that. Skype, oh. you you can't just record in Skype. I see. Even though it would be so easy, right. Zoom it just has a button that says record, record, <laughs> and it, right there, just you want to record it, boom, record it. Right. No big deal. You can do, uh, and it's so easy, and it has all the things that Skype, you can do messaging, you can, but it, it's not trying to be right. Snapchat. And, it's focused. And the UI, it, it, it's, 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 that's what they're trying to do. Now, yeah. 10 years from now, face, <laughs> Facebook or Microsoft or Google will buy it, and it'll go to shit, and then there'll be something else that'll come out. Anyway, let's take a break. What do you say, Bernard? Let's do it. All right, we're back from the break. Uh, our live show is coming up August 11. 2018, August woo, 11, woo. Saturday, August 11, 2018. I don't know exactly where it's going to be yet because logistically I'm trying to figure out what to do. I might just have it at Antioch again, actually. This is our 10-year anniversary. Right. So it's our 10-year anniversary. Right. And we're going to we're gonna play games. We're going to do – we're going to give away swag. Uh and I was, and Berto and I will talk about uh, things that I don't know, personal things. We don't personal use personal things. We don't record it because I don't think it translates very well. It's it's mainly a visual yeah. audio medium interactive. It gives you an incentive to be there, right? And maybe this time we'll change. You know, because we told some personal stories before. Maybe we'll change our stories. Like we're we come from different cities. Yeah. We have different backgrounds, and we'll take pictures afterwards, <laughs> and we'll go out afterwards, and we'll interact afterwards. Yes. And what I was thinking was, and I, let me introduce this to you, Berto, now, is we should have something really unique as a swag gift to give Ooh. away to, to, for some contest winner who, yeah. who comes. You know, something that's, that's really unique, you know? Like awesome. one-of-a-kind item of some kind. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that would be. Like, no, we'll have to brainstorm. Your underwear, maybe? You know, it's funny. I was going to go there, but I thought, no, that's so crude. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> okay, so another email from a patron. Patron Alexander writes in, what is the psychology behind people nitpicking you on YouTube? <clears throat> people nitpicking you on YouTube. I'm curious why are people like this? It happened to me too. I was nitpicked all I was nitpicked over small small details at my job. Why is that? Well, why- technically they were nitpicking over small details. They were nitpicking small details. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm just being nitpicked. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Wow, meta. <laughs> what are they trying to achieve? That's what Patron Alexander is asking. So just to give context, how this goes, you know, most of our listeners aren't on YouTube. You know, most listen on their phones and this kind of thing. 
And but just to just to give you know you, I post our episodes on YouTube because some people that's their that's the way they access our podcast, yeah. which is weird to me. It also is an easy way to share because you can yeah. email the episodes if you you know blah blah. blah. But anyway, um, and I and I only did it because actually a student of mine was having trouble navigating through like yeah. picking different timestamps while she was listening on her computer. Because I would normally upload in this other widget kind of situation, and I was like, "Well, YouTube actually makes it easier." So that's the so this was like five six years ago. That's the only reason why it was on YouTube. She was just like, "It just makes it easier to to uh, you know to right. navigate." Because up until then, I was like, "Well, why would it be on YouTube?" Because it's not a video thing. Anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but you know, thousands of people have found us through YouTube. But anyway, so to give a caveat about, or to give an explanation about this, it's like, you know, we'll make an episode or I'll make an episode in which we do a deep dive on something that people are nerdy about, like Michael Jackson, Marlon Brando, Harry, Harry Potter, this kind of thing. And at the beginning, I always give a caveat that it's like, look, I don't, you know, I'm not an expert. And I, your PhD is not in these topics. And I do an episode every two days, so I only have a couple of days really to prepare. <laughs> Plus, this isn't like the core reason why I make this podcast. Right. You know, like I make if I'm going to do a month of research, it's going to be with something in psychology. You know, yeah. and and so so I say that. So I'm going to get stuff wrong. You know, and 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 I don't want to fucking hear it about if it's a small detail. If I get something massively wrong, you know, like. Yeah. It's not Michael Jackson. It's 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 Michael Jackson or something, isn't it, Jakes? Yeah. But you warn up front, and you can just not listen to that episode. Yeah, right. And so I tell people, and then I tell people explicitly, I don't even want to hear it. So keep it to yourself. And then we talk <laughs> hands for, to yourself. And then we talk for two or three hours about a topic, and we we talk about probably five hundred to a thousand details right. that could be wrong or right, and we get. Ninety nine point nine percent of the things yeah. right, and so we get the ending of a major book series wrong. But you know, well, it wasn't like we got the Harry Potter thing wrong. We were like we couldn't remember what it was. Well, and by the way, because um, I definitely looked it up afterwards, part of the reason I was so confused is because the movie is very different in this scene than the book. A very very different scene. And it's different location, different sequence of what happens, and all these things. So I was actually kind of mishmashing things I remembered. And it's been so long and blah, blah, blah. Right. But it, but it doesn't matter. We can, you know, it wasn't like we were like, I know the answers. Right. And everyone else is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we were saying what the books could have been written like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we talk for a couple hours. We, we give many details. We give it our best shot. And then you look at YouTube and the, the, <laughs> the thumbs up are m- massively more yeah. than the thumbs up. Right. You know, like, like you'll get, we'll get a hundred thumbs up and like yes. five thumbs down or something. And, but 95% of the comments are these super nitpicky comments, right. you know, like you got this tiny detail wrong. They won't say that, but right. you know, it, it, that's all it'll say. So presumably listen to us talking for three hours about something. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the only thing they say at the bottom is you're an idiot. <laughs> you, you know, this, this was wrong. And you need to do your research, yeah. <laughs> or you need to read a book, or read you, a book, or you call yourself a psychologist. That's that's a great one. It's like, <laughs> yeah, knowing how to uh, knowing all the details about, about Michael Jackson is a prerequisite. Wait, for, 
So you mean I could just call myself a psychologist? Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. You just call yourself whatever you want? Well, it, as long as you know everything about everything. Wow. So so anyway, and 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 it's just it's so th- that's what Patron Alexander is talking about. So, Berto, why do people do this? Well, I, I feel like having been guilty of this at times in my life. Part of it is that when you see someone talking about something you really care about, there's an aspect that you feel a little jealousy that you're not included in the conversation, especially if you really identify with that thing because you're like, I know everything about this. And then you're hearing someone else talk about it and you're like, oh gosh, darn it, I want in. But wait, what did they just say? Oh my God, they're talking about it. I don't get to be part of the conversation and yet they're getting everything wrong even though it's not everything, right? And so I think that that's a little bit of it is the the FOMO and then that turns into, well, then I hate this. I hate it. See, that I don't get. Like, if you're listening for two hours, if you're, now, undoubtedly, there are thousands of or hundreds of people who listen like five minutes in and go, I hate this shit, I'm turning it off. (laughs) Which, great, you know what I mean? But you listen to the whole thing and then the only thing you have to say is something negative. What yeah. it makes it look like to me is they're only listening to find one thing wrong so they can attack me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, if they and some people do this, which is fine. I, it's, I'm not against negative criticism. I, I love constructive criticism. But there's something to be said about like, hey, love the podcast. You got this thing wrong. Yeah. Or loved this episode or liked this episode enough to listen. But you got this one thing wrong just to let you know. And some people will do that, and I don't have a problem with that at all. Right. If, 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 you, if you exhibit social right. skills. Or even like, hey, I totally disagree with your conclusions about this one thing. Here's why. And here's why. Vast majority yeah. of people on YouTube don't do that. I, and, you know, when people do disagree with me, they'll be like, you're an idiot. Feminism isn't real or something. And, I'll, and, and the times where I reach out and I'm like, okay, what did I say in the episode? Edumacate. That, that you disagree with or please Please edu- educate me. Yeah. Nothing. Or they'll just be like, well, you're just a cuck idiot or something. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, or, or, and, you know, I used to think these people were trolls, uh-huh. that they're just trying to be yeah. funny. But the way, they're either really good at acting like real people, or they're, or I don't know if many of these people are actually trolls. They just really feel this way. They don't know how to express it. Yeah. And they just say, ugh. <laughs> so speculation for me is that, some of them are trolling, but I don't think many are. I think some people are easily triggered. And I think your explanation actually is very interesting. It's like this this FOMO or this feeling of like, I want to be included. And then that sort of frustration. Ask my opinion. You didn't ask me. Right. Because I always figure if they were sitting in the room with us, they'd be like, oh, no, no, you got that thing. You right. got that thing wrong. Right. And they would at least give us some body language that yeah. they weren't completely disgusted the entire time. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. But when you leave, the, the only thing you say, but so in, in preparation to answer Patreon Alexander's question, I actually looked on YouTube, various other channels to see what their comments were like. Yeah. And it's just a culture on YouTube. It is. It really like, is. Like a, a culture of kind of one-liners. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a culture of lack of social skills, essentially. Yeah. People will just like, blurt out some some comp there everyone's trying to be funny or smart or essentially it's a it's it's a very immature way of communicating well dude i mean so like this is the dark side of what of the way i interact on facebook a lot right because uh when someone posts something funny 
or a meme or something, usually I want to get in on the action. So I reply to that thing with some pun or some, some twist on the joke or something like this. The difference here is I don't say, you're an idiot for posting this. this the following is funnier, right? Or something. I just say whatever I'm going to say. And there is a bit of a like, well, don't, don't forget about me. I'm funny too, right? Right. And that part, like I can relate to. It's just the difference is when it's, when it's so aggressive and mean and like, you know, imagine if someone posts a meme on Facebook and you're like, oh man, I wanted to post that meme. And so you put a comment like, you're illiterate and an idiot and I wish you would die. Right. So I think some people are sadistic. They, they actually get off, they get pleasure by trying, by hurting other people's feelings and the internet is a, a very convenient place for them. Yeah. You know, I also think some people might even be intoxicated, you know, which is something I, I didn't think about until I started thinking about why would people do this? I think that, you know, you think about how many people are drunk at a, in a given moment. Oh, that's interesting. And how many of those people are on the internet at the time, you know? Right. And, and how many, how many of those people can't really think straight as they're commenting, <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be a fascinating study. Correlating percentages of negative comments on social media with, uh, in, uh, like substances. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, so just to give you, this is a little maybe personal, but so I wake up in the morning and I and have, dan, sort, dan, dan. <laughs> I have sort of a podcast routine, you know, okay. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I got a podcast routine and part of it is opening a tab that displays the different comments on YouTube. Okay. And so it will it, it it it's always a negative part of my morning essentially oh weird um i check emails from patrons i check uh-huh. the you know patreon account the facebook account all of that is always great yeah there's there's nothing bad very rarely there's something that will bother me in that people will criticize me but it'll be like measured and with social skills yeah the youtube the comments are um almost always negative Every once in a while, like there, we have Sunny Pie, and we have a couple other Silent Violet. We have a couple other people that comment a lot. That uh-huh. always, they're they they seem like they're patrons, you know, or yeah. maybe they are, and they they just see they just have social skills. There's a positive vibe, yeah, yeah, or just a social. You know, they might yeah. have something negative to say, but yeah. it's all with it doesn't ruin my morning. <laughs> but I spend a good amount of time, and it, and it always sort of trips me up because it, I'm like, should I respond? <laughs> Do I delete it? Right. Do I report them? Do I do I just ignore it? Like it really gets in my head every morning. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and so my question to you is, Berto, should I just turn off comments on YouTube? Because I'm, I was trying to think of what I get out of the about any of the comments. You know, and, those marketers, they want you to watch those comments because they get clicks and ads. And <laughs> the only thing that I get out of the comments are the few people who are nice or at least sane or social skilled enough to provide, you know, like yeah. readable comments to me. And to me, I'm like, if, if I did turn off the comments, I would tell all of them, just email me. Yeah. If you have an email, just e- or go to Facebook and comment or right. you know, like it, it. I know it's a little more of a of an ordeal to email me than it is to comment. Yeah, and maybe you only send an email one out of every ten times you would have commented. But 
to me, I, I almost think that would be a, a totally valid trade-off. My, my take on it is I wouldn't personally turn them off, but I would certainly follow the kind of like the news advice with it a bit, which is just like don't spend time with it too much, which I know that you're trying to find like the good comments, the one you should you should answer. So that's the trade-off. But I mean, taking a thing, like the thought is, do you, do you, do you? Well, it's either that or I don't look ever. Like yeah. I don't, I never look at the Facebook fan page. Right. Because I just want that to be a free space. And right. I don't have any problem. I just never look. And occasionally people will tag me on that, on that page. I won't look. So just so you fans out there, if you tag me on the fan page, I don't look. I, okay. it's, it's just like, you just tagged me on something. I have a policy that I don't look at, yeah, even yeah. though I get a notification. So I don't have a problem not looking. So that's yeah. that's the alternative is I don't look at the YouTube's YouTube comments. Yeah, maybe we at can all. make an announcement saying like, look, feel free to leave your comments. Um but the the comments we will look at are emails. But what's the purpose? Because most ninety nine percent of the good comments are directly geared towards you and me. They're they're trying to communicate something to I us. See. They're not trying to communicate something to the world. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? So to yeah, me it's I like see. now I'm only thirty percent you know, thinking about turning off the comments. But as I talk about it right now, I'm thinking, I don't know. Like it, cause, well, cause, cause I, I just have to think like, this is my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't micro. I'm not a corporation. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you show up at my house and we record these podcasts and you know, you go home and, and I send you comments yeah. or emails and stuff that I think you'd be interested in, but you just go on with your, with your life. Yep. This podcast is a daily throughout the day thing for me, That's you know, true. in terms of like thinking about it and responding yeah. to emails and everything. And so for me, the YouTube comments are a, a net a net negative. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, you know, if I turn it off, I get a net positive. And who in the community loses? Yeah. And the all the trolls lose and the people without social skills lose and then the very few people that are on youtube who comment more regularly or the the one off person who provides something nice to say they lose out and what i would just have to say is like well just email me <laughs> or yeah. or comment on facebook or something i i guess i i'm a little biased against it because the channels that i see that don't have comments enabled are usually things like a flat earth poster or someone that's a uh a uh, creation literalist or a Bible literalist, and I know why they've disabled comments. <laughs> um, whereas, so it looks bad. Yeah, because a lot of the channels that get because you're not wrong. Like the like almost every single channel I subscribe to, when I look at the videos, first of all, even the most positive videos that got like thirty five thousand likes, there'll still be like a hundred or two hundred dislikes. And then you look through the review, through the comments, and there's still some bad negative comments in there. And these are popular channels. And I, and now, I now what my what my guess is is that these popular channels have moderators who don't take it personally, and that's probably right. And they and they're an employee or some producer or something, and they just sort of go through it or and figure out what to do with it. I am a corporation of one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one. Right. I don't have anyone who does anything for me. And so I'm just like, I don't like it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, for example, Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks, she's talked about this a bit in the past where... God, can you imagine the stuff she gets? Well, exactly. So, she gets she gets some really serious stuff. Oh, right? I, oh I can't because, imagine uh, what she gets. And, and, uh, and all of those, I mean, Cenk also gets... They, they, they get death but, threats. But they she... Get she... Yeah. And um, so, she's talked about how, you know, she has to let it roll off her back like water, you know? But it is but you, you can't. I mean, uh, it's definitely easier for me now, for, yeah. sh- for sure. I mean, the first few times this happened, well, the first few times I was like, oh, my God, someone's commenting. This is awesome. <laughs> but, you know, uh, what was, like, I, I think it was the Snape episode or the Mike, Michael Jackson or the Snape episode. I rem- You know, I did a lot of prep for both those episodes, or at least, right. you know, I nerded out for a few days. And... I had a lot of fun, right. and and I felt like you know I felt like I learned something in the prep. I felt like I learned something talking to you. Sure, I enjoyed making the episodes, and I thought you know there's a lot of people interested in, in Michael Jackson, a lot of people interested in Snape, and so I wake up in the morning after it's posted, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, I, I wonder what people have to say about it, and you just get like this litany on YouTube that's negative, and it's all that's this stupid nitpick stuff. It's not like you guys have. It's not like anything valid. It's just like, you know, they focus like the with the Michael Jackson thing. Do you know what they focused in on? Um, what they focused in on? We talked about. We tried to summarize basically his entire life. Did did they focus on his nineties career or his two no, thousands career? No, they focused on his skin condition. Oh, I see. <laughs> in that episode, if I remember right, we talked about how it's hard to know. Right. We didn't say he didn't have a skin condition. Or he did. Or we just said, well, at the very least, we know that he suffered from trauma and right. he had an issue with um, how he looked. Yeah. Because, you know, it, his skin condition wasn't the only thing that he altered. Right. If he altered anything. Right. And so people, like countless people, were just like, in the autopsy report, it said that he had, you know. The that, illegal. Yeah. He, and and. You call yourself a psychologist? <laughs> and it's like, you spend all that time and energy, you get excited, and I'm not Alex Jones, I'm not trying to get people angry, and, you know, I'm a human being, I put myself out there, and, I'm, and I could not do it, you know, I could just not do episodes on Michael Jackson, I could stick to my wheelhouse, you know what you, I mean? You know what's weird? Of all the places where, because I don't really see the emails except the ones you you forward me, but I do actually check the YouTube comments because it's the thing that's easy for me to check. Well, I delete I delete a lot of the stupid. Okay, ones. that's fair. But like basically, whenever I get the alert that a new episode has been posted, I I will open it because YouTube is my platform. That's what I use. I don't listen to other. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't follow Instagram. I don't follow Twitter. But I am obsessed on YouTube. I'm always looking. So if you YouTube. listen to our podcast, you listen on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so and I have several, like and, on your phone. Yeah, well, not yeah, but with my in ears. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And basically, as soon as I get the alert that a podcast has been posted, or as soon as I see it on my feed, I always open them up, and I and I check, and I always like it using my account, my, <laughs> <laughs> and I always look at the comments. Interesting. And sometimes I reply in the comments. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a a, a a alias that you have on? Your it's phone? certainly not Umberto. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like uh, you would, you would have to reverse engineer it somehow, which I, I guess you could, but the yeah, it's my I have seen your comments or well, sure, re- replies yeah. and not known it was you. Yeah, but I mean, I think you know my email, but 
Yeah. Know, you might have. Well, but you anyways, must not do it very often then because... I do it on some episodes. So, like, I probably wouldn't do it on some of the psychology ones that you do because I might not know enough to comment on that. Yeah, but still, you might not... You must... Anyway, the... Yeah. But but the point is, I, those are the comments I do read. Um, not all of them, but I do tend to scan through them. And granted, you might delete some of the worst ones, so maybe I never get to those. But uh, but I have seen some bad ones. I guess for me, I, maybe because of my years of 4chan training and YouTube training in general, I just don't take it seriously. But Well, I don't either. I, yeah. I don't want to act like I do. Yeah. But... It's a tiny bit of negativity yeah, yeah. in my life. I can that understand that. I don't want. Yep. yep. <laughs> I just don't, and I don't need it. Yeah. And the only thing I get, the only thing I get from having to get that little bit of negativity, are the, you know, the handful of YouTube loyalists that comment that I enjoy interacting with. Yeah. And we're we're talking about literally like five people. You know yeah. what I mean. And, I mean, you know, one, one thing that's also happened to me recently is, and fairly recently, this last year, increasingly so, um, is that I, I just keep hitting walls trying to provide reason, I used quotes there, in Facebook posts, and I keep hitting walls, and I've started to realize that it's probably not worth my time and that, that actually just to ignore it, even though it feels like I should jump in. And what I'm talking about is, did I use this example the other day, how someone posted a, a picture, uh, someone I know, so it's not a direct relative, but it's some someone I know's relative. Um, they post all these memes that they find on all these websites that are very, very purposely trying to deceive. And they, they post this thing, this picture of a young, like 16-year-old uh Nazi, in a Nazi uniform. In a, it's a black and white photo. It's a Nazi uniform. And it says, meet George Soros. You know, and when he was, you know, when he was, uh, he, he was in the Hitler Youth. He helped round up Jews. And he described this time as, quote, you know, some of the best time of his life. And I sit there and I'm looking at that. And I'm like, and I, I have done very, 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 almost zero research on George Soros. But I, I look at that and I'm like, you know, I have a feeling there's very little truth to this post. <laughs> and in one second, I just type the, the name Soros in a, in a search. And in one second, I'm able to find everything is wrong with this. For, for example, yeah. his last name is not Soros. That is the name they adopted. His last name is, uh, well, I forgot the name, but it's a Jewish last name. They are a Jewish family. They had to change their name when Hungary was invaded because they didn't want to get rounded up and killed. Yeah. They had to pretend to be Catholic. He, like all youth of the time, got forcefully conscripted and then had to go into hiding because he didn't want to do the jobs they wanted him to do. His dad helped get Jews out of Hungary. Do you want to explain to the listeners who George Soros is? Uh, yeah, he's a billionaire that the that some in the extreme right always blame for funding everything and the New World Order and the demise of the world. Uh, he's... You know, he, he's a billionaire in, in Europe that, that is uh, somewhat a pro- progressive thinker. But he's a billionaire. He's a capitalist. He's made tons of money investing money. Anyways, and, and the point is that his father helped uh, Jews escape from Hungary. And Soros, in this book that was written about him, described that as the proudest, as the happiest time of his life because how proud he was of his father. That's the quote they were misusing. And the kicker is that picture they put, 
that wasn't George Soros at all. It was some other random SS officer who was convicted in Nuremberg for like 200 deaths. That's the post. So you know what? I was trying. I put all those facts on the post. I said, just so you know, I understand you don't like Soros. I understand you don't like the politics. But just so you know, here's everything that's wrong with this. I got no reply. <laughs> yeah. And, and no, like, well, well, okay, that's well, actually, for- well, actually, that's probably the best response you could have got. Maybe. Yeah. They're probably, they're like, oh, I guess I'm wrong. Maybe. The post was not removed. <laughs> But maybe that's another sign. It's like, oh well, I guess I deserve to have this comment. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I, I don't know. But but the, the point is that's yeah, one uh, micro example. If I saw that on Facebook, which I do occasionally see stuff like that, I yeah, I don't. I'm not, I have gone to the point where I, I, I just figure people are welcome to their ignorance, honestly. Yeah, and that's it. I've I've like you know what I I sadly had this like idea that through dialectic we could learn from each other, and some people are not ready for that. Some people don't have that skill. Some people are not interested in that. But even if they're like, oh, you're right, that's not going to change the way they think about yeah. things. Yeah, and so online, uh, that's the problem. And, so, and then YouTube's worse because they're anonymous. They can and, say whatever they want. And I, for whatever reason, the average YouTube commenter is immature or sadistic or trolling yeah. or doesn't understand how to comment in a right. You know, or something. You know. YouTube skews quite young, right? Like the top YouTube channels appeal to the youths. Well, <laughs> so I don't know how accurate it is, but YouTube actually keeps track of demographics. They somehow know, at least for some of their uh, some of their viewing mm-hmm. statistics, like the age and that kind of thing. I don't yeah. know how they know that because because does our does our you know, well, they know who you are because you log if you log, you log in, in with with, Go- with their Google account. But how, do they know my age? Well, they can surmise that from other. Yeah, but is that a part of my account? Do you know what I mean? Anyway, from yeah. from the looks of the demographics, we have older, you know, mostly older people. Not oh, not older, but like you know, thirty five okay. years old. Oh, geezers! But anyway, the people who comment, I think, are the because you know. Like, I don't think I've ever commented on a YouTube thing, and I watch... That's my go-to thing now. Like, I definitely have commented. <laughs> I, I went, like, I, I went to Reddit, and, like, now I'm primarily, like, YouTube, like, um, you know, Saturday Night Live clips and stuff. Well, actually, but so, so something to keep in mind. Like, I, I rarely comment, but when I have commented, it's usually to, to give constructive criticism to something I really like. Did you have social skills while you I did, did it? I yeah. did. Right, but, but, but that's my point is I rarely will say, wow, what a great episode. Thank you. Right? And I, and I think that not enough people do positive reinforcement. Which, you know, anyway, so, so you're saying don't disable the comments. I would not, but... What about for some episodes? Know, like for well, episodes I... the pre- most controversial ones, yeah. Episodes maybe. I predict that will... Maybe. It's just... It will sadly. Well, what's funny is like the fuel for the our episode one. on Alex Jones, the psychology of Alex Jones. Yeah. Almost no, no comments bother me. Uh, interesting. Our episode on um, Michael Jackson, ninety percent of the comments really? bother me. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like our, we'll do an episode on, you know, Trump or something, and none of the comments will bother. My episode on Marlon Brando that I made like two years ago still gets like ridiculous comments from people i wonder if it's that um because the the trump and uh, was the other example you said that oh alex jones 
those two have political like affiliation in common, but uh, Marlon Brando and Michael Jackson are just a preference thing, right? Or a like you're liking Michael Jackson or liking Marlon Brando probably has a lot less to do with your political leaning, right? Right. Um, so I wonder if it's just like you know the the ones that are a little more our demographic that listens to us might be more uniform politically but not uniform artistically or whatever it is you know i guess <laughs> I well know. honestly my my impression are, are these negative comments are not from regular listeners i see these are oh, one, okay. these are one timers well, especially with their attitude cuz it's yeah. like wow you must you must not be a, i mean sometimes people will leave these negative these negative um comments where it's it's undeniable that they don't know what they don't listen to this podcast because they don't know who we are. Yeah. Or they'll ask a question like, is that guy a real therapist or something? Or, you know, what, one perspective though could be that, um, cause those are the kind of episodes that do broaden the listenership. Right. Um, and it could be that at least by, by leaving their comment, they, they, it's just enough of a release valve so that it just ends there <laughs> as opposed to like getting angry at our channel and then, Maybe if you disable comments in one, they'll go to the next one and double comments because you disable comments. I can't imagine that it's, you know, I can't imagine them putting that much effort, you know what I mean? But anyway, so you're saying don't do it. That's, that'd be my recommendation. All right. Well, that was a train wreck of an episode. I didn't, ex- <laughs> I didn't expect us to just basically complain the entire time. <laughs> Gripe. Well, that, it does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. Please take care of yourself because you deserve to comment. <laughs>